Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Wow. So the other day we were talking about how Threads uh, really is not doing well. And uh, comparatively speaking, I mean, we were talking about how Twitter is, uh, you know, they're still uh, hurting as far as income goes and ad sales. But I was just reading these numbers from Threads. I mean, Threads is dead. After surpassing 100 million user signups in less than a week, user engagement on Threads has slowed just a little. Threads daily active users fell from 49 million on July 7th, two days after its launch, to 23.6 million users. Wow. According to a report published this week by web traffic analysis firm SimilarWeb, and I mean, I just scour the reports on web traffic analysis from SimilarWeb, the app's average usage time fell from 21 minutes to 6 minutes over the same time frame. So from July 7th to last Friday, it went from 21 minutes to 6 minutes, and it went from 49 million active users to 23.6 million users. Wow. Um, Threads is dead. Now, of course, you can follow me on Threads uh, at Jeff Fisher Radio. Yeah, that's it. Jeff Fisher Radio. But it's dead, so just follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. Welcome! And Facebook is Jeff Fisher Radio as well. Might as well do all the socials, right? Uh, you can follow me on my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can order a cameo from me at JeffyJFR on Cameo. That's not free, but you can still order a cameo. Uh, just tell Cameo what you want from me, and I'll do it. That's how the app works. That's at JeffyJFR. And you can always uh, email the show, ChewingTheFat at TheBlaze.com. So, there you have it. Uh, Threads is dead. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. It is a busy time for human feces, poo, in America, and around the world, actually. Uh, We'll start with human waste leaking from a semi-truck is to blame for several crashes along Connecticut Highway. Oh my gosh. So a semi-truck, oh, around 10.30 on Monday night, uh, received reports of a tractor trailer leaking unknown substance, later determined to be human waste. So it created slick conditions and caused several vehicles to spin out and crash into concrete barriers. And then think about it, you're going to have to get out. Oh, the smell had to be just, just horrific. Uh, a motorcyclist uh, was taken to a nearby hospital and treated for minor injuries after he spun out on account of the slipper, slippery roadway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, police identified the semi uh, suspected of leaking the hazardous waste, called the business name emblazoned on its side, H.I. Stone and Son. The company then contacted the driver of the truck, later identified as this 34-year-old man. Investigators believe that uh, he knew his tractor was releasing feces onto the pavement, but continued to drive anyway. (laughs) Uh, He exited the highway and pulled over to wait for police on Route 8. 
Now, that was after they contacted the company. So he was already all along the highway. Oh, my gosh. Just, I mean, oof. I could almost... I could almost up Chuck thinking about it. So uh, he's been charged with a dozen counts, including first degree reckless endangerment, one count of reckless driving, one count of operating a vehicle without the proper load cover. Uh, you need to always tarp that load, especially if you are uh, hauling human waste. Please tarp that load. He's been now uh, released on bail. And he's scheduled to appear in court uh, sometime at a later date. So uh, just amazing that we have all this nastiness on the interstate. And that's, I mean, that's just in Connecticut, okay? Then, uh, about a week or so ago, we talked about the nastiness of beaches, okay? And what's happening in beaches. Well, uh, we found out now on the beaches of Ibiza, uh, we temporarily closed them this summer. The water contamination uh, was a concern. Really? Yeah. The uh, Spain's famous Ibiza Island, uh, everyone said, yeah, no, uh, we're not going to the beach. Uh, we got the beach closed today. High levels of fecal matter in the water. Oh, no, thank you. Uh, the cove found an amount of fecal matter that exceeded approved safety levels. And that happens to beaches all the time that's what we were talking about uh last week about <laughs> they were concerned about more beaches uh even on lakes and on the oceans that are coming up with unsafe levels i'm sorry with a uh, fecal matter that exceeds approved safety levels oh my gosh uh, and and these cities and and areas are you know they don't want to close down these beaches I mean, this is a tourist area it's a, you know it's a famous European vacation hotspot and no you're not going to the beach today there's too much poop in the water <laughs> uh, you do not want to have the E. coli and uh, infection from the contaminated waters no thank you so if you've been swimming and you think that you know possible issue with the water and you have symptoms you know stomach cramping diarrhea uh, you do not want any of that. And it also can cause uh, fevers, headaches, and nausea. You could get a bacteria infection. So you don't want any of that. Then I see a video from a airplane, British Airways flight from Pakistan to London. Okay. And the video is showing a guy walking along from one bathroom all the way along the walkway up to the other bathroom and on the floor is waste from the toilets and when you look at the toilets in the bathrooms they're overflowing and spewing stuff out of them holy cow now british airways is a pretty big airline and i know it's coming from pakistan <laughs> It's coming from Pakistan, so maybe they were a little lax on the maintenance. I don't know. I'm just saying that it seems like that's an issue. And to be flying in that, oh, oh. I mean, it makes things worse because of the smell and the soppiness. You're going to end up having other people, you know, barf and they just can't handle it i couldn't i mean i would be completely freaked out 
because you could you can't get off you're in flight and you're having this nastiness oh my gosh now let's move on to las vegas shall we a delta flight on the tarmac and since we're in the poo on the uh, beaches and roadways and airplanes um we have a, the airplane on the tarmac at Harry Reid International Airport where they spent hours waiting on the tarmac with triple-digit temperatures. They were out there for over four hours. The inside temperature was at least 111 degrees. I mean, it's completely unacceptable. And when you're out there on the tarmac just waiting, there's no AC, everything's turned down, and they're apologizing. Oh, we're sorry for the delay. Are you? are you though because after a certain point and the airlines are trying i mean the airport responded delta airlines responded everybody's trying to take uh you know a little bit of heat off themselves i get that but uh you know i i know that the airline said customers were accommodated on other flights and received direct apologies and compensatory gestures did they was that enough i'm sorry no i would not have accepted any compensatory gestures no, we'll talk later. I don't know how long it would have taken for me to want to get off flight 555 that's been out on the tarmac for more than four hours, but it certainly wouldn't have been four hours. I'm really surprised that someone more than, uh, you know, m- uh, multiple passengers didn't say, hey, we're getting off this thing. We're going to open the door and we're going to kick the chute down and we're going to get off this airplane. We're going to do it right now. I mean, we had the story yesterday, too, where the neighborhood outside of uh, Chicago O'Hare Airport had one of the giant plane chutes, <laughs> the slides, drop on the house. So maybe this plane in Vegas didn't have the chute. I don't know. I don't know. But that's too long. Now, getting to the issues at hand, people were sick. Uh, they had to call uh, multiple firemen and departments. People had thrown up. People had fainted. Some people had soiled themselves. Some people passed out. Others ended up just trying to use the oxygen uh, mask that was provided by the airline there. Um, Here's the deal. I said this earlier on uh, Pat Gray Unleashed this morning. Uh, If I'm on an airline and someone (laughs) uh, and we're parked, we're parked and someone next to me soils themselves, I'm out. I'm out. We're gone. Have a nice day. Excuse me. Uh, flight attendant, uh, airline waitress, sky waitress. Yeah. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to leave. So you can either arrest me and send me to jail where, where I'll have air conditioning and food, or you can help me open this door and push down the slide. If one is available and hasn't fallen off and, uh, we're out of here because I'm not hanging out here anymore. It's too hot. We've been here too long, and I got this guy sitting next to me, and he's got crap in his pants. So, time to go. Okay? All right, let's go to the break room. (laughs) I need something cold to drink desperately. So we'll see how much longer this uh, strike lasts with SAG-AFTRA and the writer's strike. I see where the Screen Actors Guild American Federation of Television and Radio Artists 
Uh, you know him, you love him, SAG AFTRA, released an FAQ uh, detailing how union and non union creators can avoid crossing the digital picket line. The guidelines explain that creators can fulfill any contracts that were agreed upon before the strike started and work on brand partnerships, but shouldn't take on any new Barbie makeup tutorials uh, at all. The Guild also advises creators not to hype any struck work, even if, that, even if they promote it as a fan. So if a non-union influencer decides to make some extra cash posting, uh, you know, Easter eggs of Oppenheimer, uh, you could risk never being allowed to become a member of SAG-AFTRA. Now, do the influencers care? Does the TikToker care if they could never become a SAG-AFTRA member? Well, maybe, maybe at some point. Uh, I mean, this is the first of its kind, uh, kind of guidelines, right? I mean, the actors, I mean, they've walked out, uh, I guess in 1980 was the last time that they walked out and there wasn't a whole lot of influencers like we know of, uh, at that time, but, uh, restrictions are definitely showing how the walkout is impacting, uh, incomes, uh, outside of Hollywood. And, uh, you know, I mean, influencers play in it, you know, they like, love using them to promote films and TV shows. Uh, not on this show, though. I mean, I just do it on my own because I, you know, I teased not watching TV anymore. And I and I am, I, I don't know that I'm genuinely considering it, but I was when I mentioned it last week or first of this week or whatever. I, I was actually considering it. But then I saw where the new show uh, Justified uh is coming out <laughs> this week that's releasing this week uh lioness as uh, a new show that's coming out this week uh i've got to get through bear uh season two uh i've got there's there's i've got to get through joe pickett uh the ending of joe pickett i thought there were only eight episodes but there's 10 so i've got a couple of weeks left of joe pickett and uh so plenty of shows out there that uh, still need to be watched and movies that need to be watched while the strike is ongoing it's going to be a long time though uh man even if they were to solve the strike now uh be quite some time before that new content reaches us right everybody's back to work and we're making deals and the shows that were have been paused will get back to work but new shows uh will take some time to be developed and then sold and then get to work and then by the time it reaches us it's going to be a long time so maybe in that time frame i will uh think about giving up tv but you just never know i also saw where uh they announced uh and this is what's going to come are the reality shows uh because they you know don't have to have writers per se but uh, they just announced that uh, the golden bachelor remember i remember talking to you about the golden bachelor which is the spinoff from the bachelor the bachelor has aired 60 seasons 60 seasons of the bachelor wow so this new spinoff obviously is uh you know one for the golden years uh, hopeless romantic is given a second chance at love in search for a partner with whom to share the sunset years of life and they have picked one his name is jerry turner 71 year old grandpa from indiana he does not look <laughs> like a 71 year old grandpa from indiana you didn't think they were going to pick the guy uh, with the beard and uh, missing two teeth from nebraska did you no <laughs> no they did not he's uh 
pretty darn good looking 71 year old from indiana and he lost his wife a few years ago and now uh with the support of his family he's ready to try to find love again and if we find out that he's not 71 well we just may have to storm the bachelor gates and as you're probably well aware of course you are because i'm here i didn't win the powerball last night so there was a winner though one winner in the powerball drawing for a billion dollars and it goes to california one winner in california so if you're a listener to chewing the fat congratulations there were three two million dollar winners from florida pennsylvania and rhode island and there were i mean multiple one million dollar winners seven in california four in connecticut and florida three in illinois indiana kentucky and uh maine uh two in maryland missouri new hampshire new jersey have two new york has five ohio and texas has an ohio texas has five new york has two and wisconsin and west virginia have four one million dollar winners Ooh, i might be a million dollar winner I, I could be one of the five in texas i might actually have to check my numbers now that would be sweet and then on friday so it's back to the powerball is back to 20 million dollars <laughs> eh, please and uh so i gotta hope for the mega millions which is uh, friday night if you're listening live today is thursday the 20th 2023 so the 21st of july 2023 uh at 11 p.m eastern the mega millions drawing happens for a 720 million dollar prize cash option 369.6 million dollars so we still got a shot at that even if you didn't win anything from the powerball yeah and i mean you could still like we said we had 36 one million dollar winners uh, there was $195,000 winners. I mean, that's pretty good if you won that. Good for you. You had 5,396 $100 winners. If you power played it, it's $200. And here's the thing. I power played it. So my million-dollar grand prize could be $2 million. I got to look at my numbers. <laughs> I almost want to stop the show and just look at my numbers, but then I'll be bummed. Now I'll stop. Let me look of course not okay so then there was a 242,802 seven dollar winners 14 if you power played it 153,237 seven dollar winners another 14 1,054,868 four dollar winners eight dollars if you power played it and uh, another 2,416 265 $4 Powerball prize winners, eight if you power played it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, some people want some money. Uh, after 50000 though, the hundreds eh, and the sevens and fours, you're just reinvesting that back into the lotto, aren't you? I mean, isn't that what we all do? We are 
are at a tipping point in America. With 400,000 children in the U.S. foster care system and a quarter of those awaiting a forever family, Christians must step up. This is Jack Graham, senior pastor at Prestonwood Baptist Church, inviting you to Chosen, a summit addressing these urgent needs on Saturday, April 13th. Chosen will empower churches to begin foster care and adoption ministries and equip families who are adopting or fostering. We have great speakers joining me, including Sadie Robertson Huff and Governor Greg Abbott of the great state of Texas, along with dozens of breakout sessions. I urge you to join us and help make a difference in the lives of these precious children. Register at Prestonwood.org chosen. Sex in space. With this new era of spaceflight, David Cullen, professor of the bioanalytical technology at Cranefield University, is calling for urgent research into the consequences of sex in space. Now, we've talked quite a bit about that on this program. Now, according to David, his colleagues and himself believe that space tourism companies haven't adequately prepared for the consequences of people joining what we would call the Carmen Line Club. While NASA categorically insists that no humans have had sex in space, uh, that could soon change with the uh, with the space tourism. Uh, Professor Cullum claims that sex in space will happen within the next decade. Dear Professor and NASA, we have already had sex in space and it has been documented on this program. God. Weightlessness. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> no yes. description. This weightlessness. Oh, my God. Hello. Oh, Oh, I'm telling you. just proving nasa and uh david cullen professor of bioanalytical technology at cranfield university wrong here on chewing the fat so i'll just have to maybe email them and let them know uh hey yo already been done okay uh did you, i see where tiger woods ex-girlfriend uh dropped her lawsuit seeking 30 million dollars in damages from the golf stars estate for uh ousting her from his florida mansion uh erica herman dismissed the case pending the result of her latest appeal of a judge's order to throw out a separate lawsuit she filed to nullify the non-disclosure agreement which the uh, the original judge said yeah no we're not uh we're not getting rid of the non-disclosure. You signed it, and that's what we're doing. But her appeal is still pending, so that's ongoing. That's going to be uh, that's going to be amazing because that's looking like it's going to go away. Tiger's not settling. Going to be done, and we have started closing arguments in the Kevin Spacey trial, which is incredible. I, I thought we were going to go another week, but it's been I don't know three or four weeks already. So the closing arguments in the Kevin Spacey trial have begun 
Uh, we should get uh, his attorneys with the closing arguments tomorrow. We're going to wrap this thing up. It's going to go to the jury. So we may have to reach out to a Fela Maclear and uh, talk to him after the closing arguments because I got to believe that Elton John testimony, while it wasn't specifically about uh, one of the people in this case, it was like a side case. And that's my that's my uh, that's my legal analysis. But uh, the prosecutor, I'm sorry, the barrister uh, said that, uh, yeah, I was a little starstruck uh, with Elton John there. But, you know, don't just disregard that evidence. Uh, you know, they don't even worry about what they brought to the case. Oh, oh, okay. I mean, because they brought to the case that, uh, the one guy, uh, was lying about Kevin Spacey. It was just incredible. Just an incredible thing. So anyway, you can let those closing arguments. And if you haven't listened to the Kevin Spacey podcast, the, uh, Kevin Spacey trial unfiltered Kevin Spacey podcast.com. You should get caught up, and uh, it's really, really good. Another case that is just fascinating to me, and I don't know why it is, but I had it sent to me, and I wasn't aware of it, and then I'm reading about it, and I'm like, what is this case? So uh, Carly Russell, Alabama woman, disappeared last week. She called 911 and said she saw a toddler walking on the interstate, and then she showed up a couple of days later. And so the police are like, um, well, we're, we were trying to find her. She made internet searches about paying for Amber alerts, how to take money from a register without getting caught. And she was searching about the movie taken. She all, she, the police also said that, uh, Russell told them she was forced into an 18 wheeler truck taken to a home where a man and a woman told her to get undressed and then took photos of her. However, uh, they, the police department in Hoover, about, that's about 10 miles south of Birmingham, have been investigating the disappearance of Russell, a 25-year-old nursing student uh, who returned home after a couple days. Uh, they said that, uh, you know, we can't even uh, confirm that there was a child walking on the interstate. <laughs> we don't know what happened in the 49 hours she was missing. Incredible. She said that, she had, that when she showed up, she had a small injury uh, on her lip. Her head was hurting. She told police that uh, after she saw the young child walking on the interstate, she was abducted taken by a male with orange hair and a woman. She claimed he then forced her into a car, and the next thing she remembers is being in the trailer of an 18-wheeler. She stated the male was with a female. However, she never saw the female, only hearing the voice. <sighs> she managed to escape the next day somewhere in West Hoover and made it home on foot. The investigators have been unable to corroborate many of her claims, if not any of her claims. Her mother said that when she arrived at home, we tried to hug her as best we could, but I had to stand back because she was not in a good state. <laughs> so there's another poo story. 
she was all nasty <laughs> so i mean i'm not laughing because it's terrible don't laugh she there may be some kind of mental issue i don't know i, I just don't know but all the police resources that are being used to try to find this lady who apparently was abducted by a guy with orange hair and a lady we don't know what she looked like um just incredible uh the police chief said i do think it's highly unusual on the day someone gets kidnapped that they're searching the internet googling the movie taken about an abduction i find that very strange well i mean i don't know about that but okay if you if you say so now she called 911 remember uh reporting seeing a toddler on the interstate uh and she had also called a relative to report having seen the child said she was going to help the child and then the relative lost contact however the police did not get any other calls reporting the child on the interstate which is you would think is normally weird she said she got on the highway she'd gone to target to buy some snacks when police found her car they her cell phone was in it a wig was in it some other items were in it but not the target purchases (laughs) and then they have security video of her showing up walking down the street in her neighborhood when she came home 49 hours later just a complete like i said it's just a weird story i don't understand it you know there's all kinds of time money and resources in trying to find this carly russell when she just up and disappeared and then just shows back up again so we'll see if there's any follow-up to what happened to carly but it is almost as if and i'm just throwing this out there now as uh you know i'm just thinking out loud just throwing this out it's almost as if she just wandered off in some sort of mental state and then came to and you know walked back home and so she never was abducted it's almost as if that's the case but you just don't know do you You realize our universe could be twice as old as current estimates, according to a new study that challenges the dominant cosmological model, then sheds new lights on the so-called impossible early galaxy problem. The work is published in the journal monthly notices of the Royal Astronomical Society. And my gosh, who doesn't? I just, I mean, I just... I spend hours reading the monthly notices of the Royal Astronomical Society. So our newly devised model stretches the galaxy formation time by several billion years, making the universe 26.7 billion years old. Not that pesky 13.7 billion. (laughs) Those were previous estimates. Never mind those. Now, this is according to Rahandra Gupta, the adjunct professor of physics in the Faculty of Science at the University of Ottawa. For years, astronomers and physicists have calculated the age of our universe 
by measuring the time elapsed since the Big Bang and by studying the oldest stars based on the redshift of light coming from distant galaxies. Now, in 2021, thanks to new technologies and advances in technology, the age of our universe was thus estimated at 13.797 billion years using the Lambda CDM concordance model. I mean, I don't have to tell you that. Of course, you knew about the Lambda CDM concordance model. However, many scientists have been puzzled, and I I am along with these scientists, I'm puzzled by the existence of stars like the Methuselah that appeared to be older than the estimated age of our universe and by the discovery of early galaxies in the advanced state of evolution made possible uh, by what we're seeing from James Webb Telescope. That's what puzzled me. So, in addition to the uh, Zwicky's tired light theory, and I don't have to go into detail about the tired light theory, Gupta introduces the idea of evolving coupling constants. Okay, so coupling constants are fundamental physical constants that govern the interactions between particles. Duh. So, moreover, Gupta suggests that the traditional interpretation of the cosmological constant, which represents dark energy responsible for the accelerating expansion of the universe, needs revision. Instead, he proposes a constant that accounts for the evolution of of the coupling constants, This modification in the cosmological model helps address the puzzle of small galaxy sizes observed in the early universe, allowing for more accurate observations. So the universe is 26.7 billion years old, not 13.7 as previously estimated. Duh. And I know I've heard from many of you about yesterday being National Hot Dog Day, and uh, I had my own little celebration. Everybody loves, uh, you know, their hot dogs, and I saw that uh, we had uh, people making videos about how much they loved hot dogs. But really, the best hot dogs in the world are Kogel hot dogs from Michigan. Duh. And so uh, you can blab all your best hot dogs that you want, uh, that you've had in uh, your lifetime, but... Kogel hot dogs from Michigan are the best hot dogs on the planet. I will say there was a guy that used to have a hot dog stand in Manhattan. When I worked in Manhattan, right around the corner, he would show up at our office building. I don't know, a couple times a month. And he would show up and for, uh, you know, for a pretty cheap price, he was probably one of those renegade hot dog sellers and, uh, without a license, but he would show up and for, uh, I think it was a buck or two, you'd get a hot dog and a bag of chips and they were darn good hot dogs. I don't know what he was boiling in the water with the hot dogs. I don't know what kind of hot dogs he was boiling, but they were freaking good. (laughs) That's all I know. And I know they weren't Kogels, but I will say that for the price and what they were made of, and they were in Manhattan uh, lunchtime on a street corner in Manhattan with a hot dog and a bag of chips with some Heinz ketchup. I know a lot of people like mustard, but I'm a Heinz ketchup guy. I know that comes as a surprise. Uh, they were awesome. So, you know, go and celebrate National Hot Dog Day if you missed it yesterday. No problem. I'm sorry. Okay, so I got two stories here. I got, I got, I got. I have two stories here that uh, are from the internet. Oh, 
aren't they all well no most of them are you know news stories from the world these two stories i saw through the internet yes yes through the interwebs and they're both stories where i went believe it or not i'm not i don't know i'm gonna tell you both stories and you can figure out which one is true and which one isn't they both may be lies i don't know i just know i read them and i thought okay i don't know that these are true or not but i like them i like them okay so you've got this one in uh north carolina a local woman is the talk of the town after an outrageous claim that she recently made. Sierra Munson, 24, of Wilson, North Carolina, says that she was impregnated by Bigfoot while on a camping trip a few months ago. It's the only logical explanation, says Munson. A longtime employee at Dairy Queen in Wilson County. My husband is sterile, so we thought we couldn't have kids now i'm pregnant and the only way this could happen is if sasquatch was the daddy sierra's husband is fully supporting his wife even though her story does sound a bit far-fetched she was on a camping trip with her girlfriends a while back (laughs) says harold 53 Uh, she said that bigfoot snuck into her tent and had his way with her i believe my wife We've been married for a long time, and she's never lied to me. That's where I get the believe it or not. I'm not really sure whether I should believe that or or not. Then I see a story about Keanu Reeves, and I read it, and I thought, wow. I mean, even if this isn't true, uh, it's a great made-up story, just like the last one was. Even if it's not true, it's a great made-up story. Keanu was born in Lebanon. His parents split when he was three, and he grew up with three different stepfathers. As a kid, he was diagnosed with dyslexia and dreamed of becoming a hockey player. He played goalie for a junior league team in Canada, but quit after breaking his leg to focus on acting. He lost his best friend, River Phoenix, in 1993 due to an overdose. He got married in 1998, experienced a miscarriage, with his daughter in 1999 and ultimately lost his wife as well due to a car accident in 2001 in 2002 keanu put the matrix sequels on hold to care for his sick sister he sold his house to move nearer his sister while also helping by cooking meals cleaning her house and preparing medication he also donated 70 percent of the money he made from the matrix to the leukemia research In 2006, when he was filming the movie The Lake House, he overheard the conversation of two costume assistants. One was crying as he would lose his house if he did not pay $20,000 on the same day. Keanu deposited the necessary amount in the bank account. I mean, incredible. In 2010, on his birthday, Keanu walked into a bakery and bought a brioche with a single candle, ate it in front of the bakery, and offered coffee to people who stopped to talk to him. To this day, Keanu is often seen wandering around New York City, riding the subway, and interacting with people. A certified legend. So, believe it or not, I mean, stories that, uh, if not true, they're pretty darn good.
stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.